There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Banging Book Club, the fortnightly podcast where we read books about sex and or gender and talk about it. I'm Hannah Whitten. I'm Lena Norms. And I am Lucy Moon. And this month we read Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. Woo! Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like that that's now become... And come, we did. Oh. <laughs> Question, how did we read the book? I used a Kindle. I had a physical copy that I actually bought from uh, the Women of the World Festival a couple of years ago after I saw Emily talk on a panel, and so it's signed by her. And that's why we're reading Ooh. it, isn't it? Didn't you suggest it from last year? Yes. Yeah. I read a physical one, although um, I lost the book halfway through the fucking month and had to buy the ebook for a little bit. No. So pissed. Uh. So I'm now, the, now proud, of, proud owner of both. Well, Emily... Got your money's worth. Yeah, enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy. Um, so a bit of a background on this book, because basically there's a lot of information in this. This is our big, sexy, science, non-fiction book of the year, I think. Um, the, the subtitle is The Surprising New Science That Will Transform Your Sex Life. Um, I'm gonna. Why did you both do like a Dell booting up sound then? <laughs> oh yeah, is that Windows? It was meant to be like. Dun, 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 but I didn't do it. Well. Dell laptops. My vagina is purely MSN Messenger sounds. <laughs> like, it, like it nudges you, and you're just like, "What are you doing?" Oh god. Um. So the blurb says. After all the books that have been written about sex, all the blogs and TV shows and radio Q and As. And YouTube videos, she forgets. Uh, <laughs> how can it be that we all still have so many questions? The frustrating reality is that we've been lied to. Not deliberately, it's no one's fault, but still. We, are to- we were told the wrong story. Comes You Are reveals the true story behind female sexuality, uncovering the little-known science of what makes us tick, and more importantly, how and why. Sex educator Dr. Emily Nagoski debunks the common sexual myths that are making women and some men feel inadequate between the sheets. Underlying almost all of the questions we still have about blah, 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 that doesn't make any sense. Underlying almost all of the questions we still have about sex is the common worry. Am I normal? This book answers with a resounding yes. We are all different, but we are all normal. And once we learn this, we can create for ourselves better sex and more profound pleasure than we ever thought possible. Doesn't it sound a little bit like uh, when you're studying like a holistic retreat? <laughs> like, it really does sound almost spiritual from that blurb. The yeah. world is dirty. Come and be clean. Yeah. Do we completely. want to do our sound reviews? Yeah. Oh, I don't <laughs> know. I haven't thought about this yet. Yeah. 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 Okay. Middle class, like, middle class satisfaction. satisfaction. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, somebody gave me a diluted orange juice at church. Oh, like, <laughs> with a like really a nice weak orange squash. Really orange, yeah. Sorry. Mine would be like, ah, ah. I think that's mine. Okay, sound like a creaking door. Uh, <laughs> mine would be, ah. Oh. <laughs> that's fine. That sounds very heavily opinionated, oh, well. Hannah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll explain. I can't wait to unpack it's that the, oof. It's the, yeah. it's the, ah. I get it. Like this has been really good for me. Then, like, okay, we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we get it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we have um, like already said to each other because we do talk in between these podcasts. It's weird. I know. <laughs> yeah. We also exist outside <laughs> yeah. of screens. Um, but one of our points was that it is very repetitive. Mm. Yeah, has, it's. I has learnt lots, but uh, <laughs> that's a really old school uh, meme reference. <laughs> but it, yeah, very repetitive. How many pages is it, do we know? Um, it is, dun, dun, dun. Oh, there's a lot of index notes, but it's about 340. 
Yeah, I feel really? like she might have lost just... some readers. Like, I think there's lots of people that wouldn't have picked yeah. up because it's so big. Um, yeah, and it didn't need to be... Like, it was... One of you guys said just now, like, it's kind of like you're in a lecture, so you do absorb it because it's said enough. Yeah. But it is very, like, point-quote analysis, point-quote analysis. Yeah, I feel like she's either trying to reassure us and reiterate or reassure herself and just be like, yeah. okay, yeah. this again. You can definitely tell she's a teacher. So she yeah. teaches yeah. at a university, and so you know that, like, in order to get information to people like repetition really works and I have to say like I have learned so much from this book and you know how they say that the highest form of learning is then like teaching it to others Mm. but since reading this I have been telling all of my friends about so much of the stuff I've learned in here which clearly means that it's gone in enough that I know how to explain it Mm. I can do the bare bones of this book now yeah off the top of my head Mm. and have told at least four people, including my 31-year-old cousin who has a baby earlier today, (laughs) all about her sexual accelerator and her sexual break. Yeah, and I think that, like, says a lot about this book, but I think my overall review is, like, don't bother reading it, find a friend who has. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And, like, and talk to them about it. Well, like, I think that if I had a huge amount of anxiety around these issues and was really nervous Mm. and had to be talked through it and reassured the whole way, then it would have been really helpful. Yeah. But because we're reading this in a a context where, like, we're just doing it for the book club and we're, like, interested and we want to get the information out, it was harder to extract the information. This is a real self-help book that I think can genuinely help. Yes. I was going to say, if she'd named it something like how to have better sex for women, let's say, a proper clickbait title mm. would have sold a million copies. Yeah, Because that's it true. has all the content. It's like the men are from Mars, women are from Venus thing. Like, mm. it's just repetitive. needed to be marketed yeah, to a if it had basic been marketed audience. like yeah. men are from... Well, no, it needs to be marketed to people like my mum. Because to be totally really honest, because like, it says the surprising new science that will transform your sex life. For me, I'm like, it, there wasn't that much science in it. Like, in my opinion. Really? I thought there was quite a lot of science in it. She but it didn't is... transform my sex life because I was content with my sex life. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It explained a lot because I've talked to this before, but like because I used to have vaginismus mm. and like I used to completely shut down. Wait, I sex. didn't know you used to. Oh, I know, I did know. Yeah, I like know um, <laughs> like oh no, my head. It's all coming back. We have had this conversation. It flashes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it explained a lot. Like I wish I'd had this five years ago because yeah. it explains a lot about what my sexual breaks used to be. Yeah, i.e. Christian guilt and yeah. fear of being walked 100%. in on. 100% like, and a lot of my issues with sex when I was um, not in a relationship mm. like that was clearly explained in this yeah yeah, and that was really beneficial to, it would have mm. been beneficial to me three or four years ago mm. yeah I know a lot of our listeners don't read the book and just listen so I feel like we should explain what the sexual accelerator and the break mm. are um, for people so your accelerator is your SES, sexual excitement system, I think it is. And then your break is SIS, sexual inhibitor system. And so the idea is that um, your the sensitivity of your accelerator or your break is kind of innate within you. Like you can't really change how sensitive they are. So you imagine that anything that hits your accelerator are things that will turn you on. And some people's is very sensitive. Yes, so, for instance, um, Lena has the most sensitive accelerator out of the three of us. And then it's, it's, it's proven now because yeah. there's a quiz there's in a, it, basically. There's a quiz in the book and you get a number at the end. Um, yeah. And I have the least sensitive accelerator. So, like, while some people can walk past someone in the street and go, oh, my God, they're, oh, I'm horny. It, I'm almost never horny. Like, yeah. it, someone has to initiate sex with me and then I someone can get into Someone has to put it. their foot really hard down on yeah. your accelerator. And I will hit 30 miles an hour max. Like, <laughs> it does. Like, it's like, I just want to get there safely. Yeah, but, I, but it doesn't mean I don't love sex. So yeah. you're never going to get caught like... on a sexual speed camera, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am so safe in the safe zone. So, like, me, like, and, me and Lena, like, a feather touches our so accelerator yeah. and we're like, hello. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, like, I can just stand on the tube and at somebody's armpit level smell the right kind of armpit and I'm like there that's <laughs> so I, interesting that's, but obviously everyone's got different kinds of things that will hit their accelerator or hit their brake yeah. so the brake is the opposite which is like what turns you off mm. and some people will have a really sensitive break, which means that um, just the slightest thing like maybe a bit of stress or it could be a mental state or it can be like something external yeah. this is goes yeah. for both the accelerator like you and can the hear someone outside the room mm, yeah right. and then you're like oh no or like your partner's got, still got their socks on and that's a big turn off. Or, like, you can taste 
uh, cigarette smoke on their breath, and that's a big turn off. Mm, or yeah. yeah, or again, it or can even be, mental distractions yeah. like uh, what's that thing they referred to as um, when you're watching, you're out of body almost when you're having sex and you're like observing yourself a bit. Um, oh, is per, that, per, 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 per. Oh, I don't know. Um, wasn't paying Poltergeist. It, no, I'm going to look it up in the book <laughs> while we wait. But uh, it's uh, where you're, you feel kind of, and I have this a lot, like you feel really out of body and you're like, oh, do I look good here? Like what's happening oh, right okay. now? Like how do I look? How do yeah. I feel? Do mm. I feel all right? Yeah, so oh how God, do you... What am I going to have for dinner tonight? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> it's like what I do in Quaker Music. Yeah, I really don't know My how Quakers... are really loud. Maybe yeah. Quakers have really good sex because they can obviously focus really yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Wow. Learned a lot about, I was about to say, learned a lot about sex from Quakers. No. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, with the accelerator and the brake, how sensitive or not sensitive they are is something that you can't massively change within yourself. But what you can change is how much stuff is hitting them and what is hitting them. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Basically. And also not blaming context. yourself when a break is happening. Because sometimes, yeah. I swear, like, this, uh, this book helped me in that I'm like... Oh, like sometimes, like I'll get turned off during sex, or something will happen, and like I don't know what, and then I'm like, oh my god, am I attracted to this person, or like maybe I've made the wrong decision, or like whatever. And actually, I'm like, oh, I probably just hit the brake. Yeah, Yeah. it's chill. And for me, it's so normal. Like, I'm just so used to the fact that I won't really have sex outside of a relationship because that is the 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 break Mm. for me is so on in casual sex that Mm. I just it's not enjoyable for me so I have to be really comfortable with someone I have to really trust them Mm. and it's that personal trust that then lets the thought of the break which explains a lot about like it's just kind of like I I think we like because there's polyamory and um like uh, lots of other kinds of sexualities where like you feel comfortable with lots of different people and also you like might not feel commit like comfortable committing at all Mm -hmm. and like that might all be inherent and like planned out we can't control it. Yeah, for sure. But then we can also swing between them, I guess. So, mm. yeah, I think that's nice. probably like the main thing mm. that dear listeners need to yeah. contact. I hope we oh, explain so, that. So also, part of what she says is that these accelerators, like you're not only just born with them, you can like form them in early childhood. Yeah. So yeah. if you're like caught masturbating when you're like six or something, uh, and like somebody's like don't do that that's dirty mm. then that's how that's one of the ways you can form sexual breaks whereas but, if somebody just yeah. encourages you or says like okay stop that now we're gonna go out yeah so really that's form. that's still context so oh right so okay. that is very much like so the idea of masturbating like isn't a break for me because i was never punished as a child or like maybe mm. when i was younger it was a bit more of a like a break because of my internal thoughts about masturbation mm. um but it didn't didn't actually change how sensitive, or my break was, or not sensitive it was. Yeah, it's yeah. just the fact that like, oh, okay. for some people that will hit a break, and for some people it like it's not. It's kind of like how um, the whole like sexually relevant stuff. Mm, yeah. So like when you're growing up, you learn what's sexually relevant and what's not. But some people find some things sexually relevant and others don't. Yeah. So for me, like um, just reading books like for even just like for buying a book club, probably like reading like the most scientific bit but I'm like this is about sex it's sexually relevant I'm aroused yeah I was reading <laughs> I was reading this book and I was like <laughs> at yeah. points. but that's yeah because it's sexually relevant not because it's sexually arousing yeah 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 and that's another great thing that we learned in this but it was more of a um like re reaffirmation from yeah. bonk that we read last year which like included that study about um, non-concordance which was like also included in yeah this book non-concordance as well. is really yeah. is another really important thing like your genitals can do one thing your brain can do another yeah that's and normal in, in this book it said that fifth like f- is it 50 percent yeah it's 50 percent correlation between like how a, a, me- a man's body is reacting to to, to sexual sexually relevant stuff and then ha- how aroused they actually are oh no is no, it's, it is? no it's um genital um genital blood flow so there's a 50 yeah. percent correlation between genital blood flow and being turned on and with women there's a 10 percent correlation between genital blood flow and being turned on oh my God. yeah and genital uh and, and being turned on what we mean by that is that the person in the experiment like registered consciously that they were turned on yeah so they right. were like i am turned on i am not turned on yeah which is yeah as we discussed in the bonk one um like how the argument 
of women who experience sexual assault, but they were wet though. Yeah, it's completely it's like, like it just a non-argument. Work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we have our ideal women. So there's people that we grow up with that were like, I want to be like that person or that person's my hero or my heroine or I want to be like this princess or this bus driver or whatever. But she also talks about something different, which is having an ideal sexual woman in our head. So somebody that we, it might not be connected to our actual heroes and heroines, but somebody that in our mind represents who we want to be sexually. Um, and she said there was two kinds. There was either the kind of loud, available one who's very much like intersex, always aroused, like ready for it, seeking it out. And the heroines that are too clever for sex, she says, <laughs> and the people who are like quite prudish and stuff. And I thought that was quite interesting because it made me think of like this really sexual characters I'd seen as a child. <laughs> so mm. like in Looney Tunes, the bunny, what's her oh. name? Oh, and she was, she immediately comes to my head. L- Lula? Am I making that L- up? Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. Really? Um, oh. And she was like really sexualized and like had a really big butt and was really like, sexually available and then i remember thinking like oh that's like a sexy bunny that's what a sexy bunny is <laughs> and yeah i don't know i don't know Do if i can think that far back i think it's affected my sex life in in a way that you're like the, so the the ideal sexual woman that i absorbed mm-hmm. was the um readily available always turned on mentally and in genital response always mm. up for it, very sexually confident, da 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 mm. And so I think the way that that's affected my sex life is when I don't quite match up to that. Mm. I'm like, there's something wrong with me, or like, why can't I be like that? I want to be like that. Mm. So I think it kind of like, yeah, there's probably a... Fa- and I think for most people, like, these like stark ideals of literally like... Um, you know, the Mary and the Madonna, mm. like, that's what it is. Like, they're always going to have, like, a negative effect on mm. people's sex lives, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of what... I thought about sex so much as a teenager, but I never enjoyed it. And never... So so there was a big expectation, like, I was known as, like, being slutty. Like, I was a slut. I wasn't. But, like, that oh, really? was... What's a slut, Lucy? Sorry, like, so, so I said you weren't a slut, in inverted commas. I like... I having that I don't know it's Why a really weird one now isn't it to think about but that was an identity I held close to myself and I was yeah. like I want to be a slutty one like I want to be doing you know being the one who's winning at never have I ever like that uh, was yeah, like yeah. that kind of a the, but that was because I associated sex with being cool mm. like I thought the coolest people were the kind of people who were like effortlessly sexy didn't ever chase anyone weren't mm. really up for it necessarily but were just like really cool with whatever and really confident and just like and didn't you can think imagine. of sex as like a big deal yeah kind of thing. exactly yeah, yeah. and like if they were doing it they'd probably be very good at it just because they naturally were like what? Mm. and so like when I didn't live up to that which evidently no 17 year old is going to a 16 year old <laughs> I was like oh but that's like the person you know that's the ideal mm, yeah. is like the really cool one one of um the mm. things that I just remembered that I loved learning in this book and you just reminded me of saying the fact that like you kind of like put yourself out there a lot but you never enjoyed the sex was Mm. the bit about like different kinds of arousal there were three but I can't remember one of them but it was like the eagerness stage and then the enjoyment stage and there was like another one expectance yeah yeah so Mm. the expecting stage is like oh there's something sexually relevant and you kind of from previous context of when you've experienced that before your brain like automatically joins the dot like that's sexually relevant that means sex is about to happen or whatever it is that's Mm. about to happen and then that kind of go to eagerness and the eagerness is like when you get to a certain state of arousal in which you're like I want to act upon this arousal like Mm. I have the desire to to have sex Mm. um and then the enjoyment is the like actual pleasure Mm. and they're all separate and I think that kind of blew my mind and helped me a little bit because I'm like oh that would explain why sometimes I've only ever experienced like two of them she does she does this great little triangle of like Mm. what you would experience like if you just had like expecting an eagerness or eagerness and enjoyment or whatever the combo is but I was talking about this to some friends and we were all like oh my god yeah we've all had that experience where we've been like oh my god I'm so horny I just really want to have sex and you have it and you're like that wasn't very good yeah like I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy that is that because you didn't have the expectant stage no or it's the... because you didn't have the enjoyment stage 
Because right. you weren't enjoying it. Like, it was literally it's just like ego. when you masturbate so you to like... kill it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, done, good, can stop thinking about that now. Whereas yeah. sometimes you can have, like, enjoyment without the eagerness. Whereas, like, the sex just kind of, like, happens. But you mm, never, like, yeah. initiated it and you never pushed for it. It's just something that happens and you just... And it was, like, a pleasurable experience. Mm. Um, but I thought that was really interesting, like, separating those things. Mm. and then I suppose if so if, if, if you're you get to the what's the first stage I think it was expecting Expecti- I don't know if I don't you know, know if it's like expecting to enjoyment is that like is that basically I like the scene yeah. in yeah. atonement where of... they pin each other against the library I, I think I don't know if it's the stages in like yeah. come together kind mm. of when it's all working I can't remember if it's well. like one after the other mm. I don't know if it has to be like in a particular order yeah I wonder yeah. If where I could find this because you can be eager but not expecting there's, mm. is there, um, oh, there is an index. This what is the what bit we that I thought was really interesting. Um, there was also the bits about how something that I've always really wondered is like, why can sex feel a lot better with people when you're um, when you're in an unstable relationship as mm. opposed to when you're in a very stable, happy relationship? Attachment styles, and it's the attachment thing where um, it was explained that like because you it's effectively because you feel like you're going to lose them or you've had. That, that distance, you're trying to, like, um, create closeness artificially through mm. sex. So that can be really unsatisfying sex, but yet make you feel all these feelings. Because, it, because it's, like, aspirational. It's like, yeah. I'm excited because I know what I want to happen. Mm. That's quite depressing. Completely. Really so you want to have sex with exes that you know isn't gonna, it's not going to yes. work with because you're excited about the fantasy of fixing it. God, that's fucking depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we do this to ourselves? I know. But yeah, I've got loads of notes of like, oh my god. Oh, also, everyone's got the same parts organised in different ways. Oh my god, the thing yeah. that blew my mind was the um, equivalent the equivalent of the labia majora was testicles. Yeah, I was, I was really surprised. Like, yeah. I was like, wait, what? Because we all know that like the penis is the clitoris mm. and the clitoris is the penis. Yeah, mm. but like every other part that we have also has an equivalent. I don't know what yeah. you call it. Yeah, but yeah I'm labia. Really surprised about that. Testicles. Was it a menorah? question that I often majora? ask when I'm drunk. Must have been why menorah. do men have nipples? Got answered in this. Oh yeah, didn't it? I was very satisfied by this evolutionary byproduct. Yeah, in the um, same way as we have something else. Homology. She said that, that was nipples the same on way females are vital to the survival of the mammal species. Blah 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 blah. Um, so evolution built nipples in right at the beginning of our fetal development. It takes less energy just to leave them than to actively suppress them. So evolution is lazy and just leaves them on men. <laughs> I find nipples really funny on men, on men, and in and on women. Nipples are just yeah, but they're supposed to be like functional on women. But they're like, oh, I've already grown them now. (laughs) Yeah, just leave them there. I found the bit about the eagerness and stuff. So apparently, it is a bit of a sequence. So something sexually relevant happening, but something sexually relevant happens, and your brain goes, "Hey, that's sexually relevant. That's expecting." And if the context is right, your brain also goes. Hey, that's nice. That's enjoying. And if the stimulus is nice enough, your brain goes, ooh, go get more of that. That's eagerness. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, She's got funny ways of, of phrasing things. There's so many metaphors. I've got, um, so this... I think I sometimes experience eagerness without the enjoying. And yeah. like that definitely came up a bit later in the book when oh, they were talking about... Is that because of your breaks then? I feel it like was, this, this is giving me a language for how yeah, to talk about. Yeah. Oh my god, this, this is good. Me and Dan talk in this language now. Like I've like taught it to him, and I'm just like, oh no, you're accelerating. Can you make me something and, and like spontaneous desire? What do you want for dinner, dear? Something sexually relevant, like <laughs> oysters. Oh my god, strawberries, <laughs> strawberries, chocolate. Um, there was a bit about like desire later on, which I was just like, oh my god, that's me. Which was like um, about. It was something about experiencing desire before I even know that I'm aroused. Mm. So for some people, um, so the desire thing was like the spontaneous desire, people who like out of the blue are horny mm-hmm. and then responsive desire, which means that like you kind of need a bit of wooing or whatever. Lucy just put her hand up. And then there's context dependent, which is kind of like most, most people are either responsive or context dependent. Mm. I think it said in the book it was like 15% of women are spontaneous desire yes, when actually like the ideal kind of desire is spontaneous desire but like most people aren't that mm. um, but I have 
I think I have spontaneous desire. And basically there was a bit in the book, and I really want to find it. Yeah, but it basically was just like how some people with spontaneous desire can feel desire before they know that they're aroused. Mm. And I definitely feel that sometimes because I'm just like, I won't feel aroused, but I know that I will in five minutes time if I start like yeah. to do something. Oh, I've totally, I've yeah. had that, yeah. Completely. And so, so I can be like... You're like initiating it with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I, me. Yeah, exactly. And I can, can be completely not turned on, can be in like the completely non-sexually relevant situation. I'll be like, should we have sex? Yeah. That's the way that I'll ever initiate if I initiate. I'm like... <laughs> This is the convenient time to join our sex in 10 minutes. Because <laughs> I've got to go. I yeah. love scheduling and sex. But yeah, but I have just to be like, oh, should we just have sex? And, you know, if um, whoever it is is like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really in the mood right now. I'm like, yeah, neither am I. But I just, I yeah. will be. I yeah. know yeah. I will be. <laughs> yeah, I can get, I like, it's, yeah. You get yourself that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one. Mm. The fact that, like, I don't know, the order in which things happen don't always make sense. Can we talk about all the analogies in the book? Like all the many, many metaphors. Like the garden. Oh my God. The and the garden. sleeping hedgehog. Oh my God, the sleeping hedgehog. <laughs> I so wish I can't remember what that is. So please I can't, Yeah, I can't remember what the sleeping hedgehog is. There were so like many. If, if you wouldn't um, treat something like analogy. you treat a sleeping hedgehog, right? Yeah, it was about being gentle with something. But now I can't remember. <laughs> giving it a little stroke. I would love a sleeping it's hedgehog. It's like not talking about stuff, wasn't it? So it was like... You, you've got to talk oh. about like if there's somebody if there's a sleeping sleeping hedge, hedgehog on your chair you've got to talk about it with your partner if your partner doesn't know the sleeping hedgehog there they might sit on it yeah you've got to pick it up let everyone know that it exists give it a stroke look after it it's something about like trauma or dealing with when you say it like this something. it doesn't sound like a great analogy but at the time I was like yeah it's like a hedgehog I understood the garden one yeah garden I like one. that so the garden one is that like your garden is just some soil Right, mm-hmm. and the the soil that is in your garden is kind of like um, the body that you were born with, and kind of like your innate mental state. So like your break, your your sensitivity of your brain, your accelerator, and things like that. Mm-hmm. When you were a young age, um, other people plant stuff in the garden for you. Oh yeah. So ideas of how you should yeah. be, so how like, your sexual life should yeah. be. Yeah. So it could be parents, teachers, media culture religion like all of these other people and things are like planting ideas around sex in your garden Mm. then when you get old enough you can be like "Mm, don't like that one or that one that one doesn't really grow very well in my type of soil i prefer (laughs) tomato plants yeah Yeah. and then you can start pulling out weeds and planting your own new stuff Mm. But you should do that because you can't turn around in your forties and be like, "Well, I don't know where that plant came from. Don't look at me." It's like, "Well, you've been fucking looking after this garden for twenty years." Exactly, yeah. that's the thing. So it's like recognizing that a lot of these ideas that you might have around sex that are like damaging your sexual well-being, like you and your Christian mm. guilt, for instance. Like you didn't, you didn't plant that. <laughs> I wrote that shit. Write a book called I me absolutely and my Christian like guilt. Mr. McGregor that shit. And yeah. like getting a picture <laughs> you really like, right. did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's exactly, it's about, rather than kind of like, then constantly living with this like struggle mm. that you might have around like your sexuality or like the way that your desire works or whatever it is, like, yeah, it's not your fault that those ideas are there, but you shouldn't water them. Mm. This is the garden yeah. analogy. <laughs> shouldn't water them, you shouldn't give them sunlight. In fact, you need to uproot that shit and plant your own happy tree. I have go to this for Bangy I... Book Club merch and gardening tools oh, yeah. <laughs> to dig out your insecurities. Should we do like a oh piece gosh. of uh, performance theatre about Sorry. a garden? Yeah, yeah and work, we can bring, I'm, we can put real of... fertiliser on it. <laughs> what attachment style did you think oh, you Wait, like, what was the, the attachment The healthy ones? one? <laughs> Obviously the best one. <laughs> so when I was reading it, I was in a point where I, well, I can, I can say this online, I think. I, I mean, like in the early days of a relationship, I'd tell my boyfriend I love him. He hadn't told me he loved me. So I was like, I'm the needy one. <laughs> so I was reading it. I was like, who's going to leave? <laughs> and then as soon as I read it, I was like, oh. no, I'm really healthy. Yeah. Um, it's all about context, isn't it? Because again, I, I think I definitely, when I was younger, I was definitely the, um, the, um, 
insecure attachment style. Is that the one? The yeah, one I'm the insecure. When we are trying to... Yeah. There's an insecure and then there's avoidant. Yeah, and so yeah. when I was when I was very younger and I was getting like my first boyfriend, I was really like insecure attachment. Like, do you love me? Do you, are we going to do Valentine's Day? What's going on with that? Like, oh my yeah. god, do you think we're going to get married? And then then um, I was like on like single. I was very avoidant, and I was like, this is a one time thing. <laughs> like shady Jane. <laughs> and then now I think I'm healthy. But maybe you have to be all of them in Secure your life attachment. to like. Well, something that reading this book really did point out to me is that my attachment style has changed since my last relationship 100 percent of my last relationship it was a very healthy attachment style mm-hmm. now i verge on insecure because of how my breakup went and oh, i thought that was really interesting because i hadn't it it like it was literally like oh in my brain my brain was like aha this is why you feel different in this one to the mm. last one and yeah, i thought it was really because cool. you've been damaged <laughs> i've been damaged no but like i just had a like it was like taken from me really fast yeah and that i, I didn't yeah. think ha- that bit had much of an effect on me mm. but actually long term it does and that's good to know yeah because it's good to know like how you've ski whiffed your yeah exactly you so you can change as we were saying yeah. like or it's not like you have like one accept and, and know you're stuck why with you know it. that it's not your fault yeah exactly like you're not stuck um, with the one you've got yeah therapy is great <laughs> Um, shall we say what our numbers are and the little quiz that was in the book for our accelerator yeah. and break I think we might tweet this quiz actually I'm yeah tweet mine I'm out. really curious okay, so just... everyone can do it if, even if they don't have the book so okay. it's out of 20 it felt like a SATS test because you have to like circle the ones yeah, yeah. It was... it's out of 20 and um, your if the higher the number the higher sensitivity of the break or the accelerator basically mm. and there's lots of statements um, and you have to either kind of like confirm or deny them according to you. So mm-hmm. the stuff like I have trust my partners, I have to trust my partners to become f- fully aroused. If I'm worried about taking too long to become aroused or to orgasm, this can interfere with my arousal. Questions like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what well, statements? So, <laughs> statements that you. Um, for my inhibitors, my breaks, I scored ten out of twenty, which is bang in the middle, and the I middle. scored six. Which means there's not a lot that can hit my brakes. <laughs> that's really impressive. I've got 14. Oh, wow. So there's quite a bit that can... Well, it's like, I'd say that's kind of... Mm. It's all context-based. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So like 14 out of 20. And also I think maybe your brakes are different with different people. Well, the way it, the way it says... So, so the example they give is Camilla's low SES. That doesn't mean she's not interested in the idea of sex. It means her body... Oh, no, this is the other one. Don't worry, ignore me. <laughs> yeah, Camilla's the Sorry. low SES. You're high SIS. I'm high SIS and medium SES. Um, and then the exciters, so your accelerator. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a 17. See, I'm a 19. <laughs> and I'm like, how am I oh, more sexually one... aroused than Hannah Witten? No, but she has a lower... A nothing on the break. Oh, yeah, that's Yeah, that's, that's, that's the difference. <laughs> also, um, the SES, the accelerator, is out of 24. Oh, is right. it? Yeah. Ah, so I got 12 out of 24 then. Yeah, so I'm like... So you're in the middle. I'm in the middle. You're in the middle. But like, low, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Not crazy low, but low. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Now you know us very well. Yeah. There's a bit of dialogue in this fictional part of it that reminds me of um, like how I can be when the breaks happen. That, yeah, so these, these fictional parts are there to demonstrate things that she's saying in the text, which is really helpful. Um, but some of them are, I think, quite unrealistic but quite funny. Um, and like one of them is, is when um, sh- she initiates sex for one of the first times and Patrick turns her down. Olivia initiates and Patrick turns her down. And she, she, um, she has this self-doubt and she's like... Um, She's like lying there at night and she's like, oh my God, I've initiated sex. And he says, no, maybe I'm some like hungry sex fiend. And she says, what if all the things I've ever told myself about my sexuality are just an invented master to the, um, are just an invention to mask the truth that actually I'm totally just this bully, use, just this bullying using my sexuality to manipulate you. What if I'm out of control and like a danger to myself and others? <laughs> and I've definitely had that where I'm like, if I initiate sex and the other person doesn't want it, I'm like, I'm a monster. <laughs> Really? I, yeah, I'm like... I'm... I always wonder if that makes people feel insecure if I'm like, no, not right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, because I always feel really <laughs> like, bad. I'm, I'm, I'm insecure like, both ways. Like, I've been in situations where, like, I really want to have sex and the other person hasn't, or they really want to have sex and I haven't. And so, I don't know, it's good to experience both sides, mm, yeah, I have definitely. to say, to be able to, like, deal with the crushing rejection. Yeah, I know, um, it is. It's like... But, 
you have to kind of get out of that and you have to like know and believe that yeah Um, but I think it's funny that like there is definitely some parts of me that still retain this like patriarchy thing where I'm like if I ask for sex then I'm like oh my god I'm such a sex fiend I need to stop bothering people with my needs (laughs) yeah (laughs) hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, um, it's quite funny. The, the fictionalized bits in each chapter, mm. um, I think they were useful in order to like real life demonstrate or whatever, but they were so cringe. Yeah. <laughs> they were mm. so cringe. And I think... The thing that always made me laugh was like, um, did did Olivia and Patrick manage to talk through this aspect of their sex life? We'll find out in chapter eight. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what? Is this? I think yeah. we should definitely make a cartoon of their lives. Also, I thought <laughs> it was interesting. Out. Like, this was definitely geared towards an older audience of people Did in. Dracula? Yeah, the 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 bits that were um, examples of sexual sex lives mm. effectively yeah. because but they're and like and then they went on school. a weekend away yeah and then they, and then they have houses yeah. another thing yeah. is as well i think our generation is like staying in this kind of like sh- house share university state a lot longer like yeah. i still share with somebody like and it's this thing of like the fear of being walked in on never goes away or like yeah you know like how long is our generation going to be in these situations where we're sharing buildings and like Mm-hmm. I don't know it's definitely one of my sexual breaks is like the fear of being walked in on because I was always oh, like yeah. experimenting in parents houses where parents could walk in and that's like something that scares me yeah interesting anyway um I thought we could talk about things that we think we're going to do or think differently about after this book Lucy has a hand up <laughs> I'm gonna try silicone lube <laughs> I read it. I was like, I've I've never, I've only ever used water based. I I like, like, I've never really used. Try silicone. Don't use silicone based with silicone toys. toys. Yeah, on it. <laughs> don't do it. Hannah, Hannah just gave Lucy her warning look. Like, yeah. don't you do that. But apparently, it dries to a really nice like powderiness. I don't know if this is too much info, but I think lube is gross. Like you use it and you're like, yay, and then your hand is just like, yeah, it's horrible. Oh, I love um, lube. But like How that whole stickiness of like. Okay, you're using the wrong lube then. It's like Durex water-based. I don't know. Maybe it just absorbs in my skin and I'm just like, this is why I look so good. (laughs) I feel like I've got orange juice on my hands. My morning routine. (laughs) Hannah wipes lube into her face every morning before she wakes up. She's actually 100. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I was like, reading this description of silicone lube, that sounds cool. Drying to a powderiness. Mm -hmm. Could definitely do with that over a stickiness. There is a guy in the book... (laughs) who gives his partner a sexual treasure hunt. Did you read that (gasps) part? Now, I've realised that nobody's ever done that for me, and I'm like, wow, this is something I didn't know I wanted. I think that was was Henry with Camilla. I thought it was Olivia to hold her, to make her No, no, because Camilla is the one with low 
S-E-S. Yeah. So she needs a lot to get her going. And I think Henry, like, created the um, treasure hunt in order to, like... But it's really uh, elaborate. In- increase her Doesn't arousal. he say as well they walk into a room full of their friends? Yes. He goes to other people's houses for it and stuff as well. But I don't think that's all sex. I think some of it yeah, was, it's like... Yeah, like, well, what no, is this, like, a big orgy up, um, thing? Not no, that there's no, anything wrong I with to- that. I totally get it. Imagine, right, you, your partner has created a treasure hunt for you and it's a sexy one and each little thing just kind of like increases your arousal like a little bit and a little bit. And the moment you get to like peak arousal, he's like, hey, we're at a party with all your friends and you're just like, oh, but I want to... Oh, okay. And so it kind of like helps like maintain that yeah. whilst you're like having to talk to your friends but all you want to do is like get them home and rip their clothes off. And that then coming from someone who actually has a low SES because then it kind of like builds them up so much that they become the initiator. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's what I think. There's a guide in there hands. as well that suggests that like ways to get yourself to 10 is to like push like start at zero and then like arouse yourself to a five and then like oh, pull yourself was... back down and go to two and then pull yourself up to six. Oh, it's like edging and then, but yeah yeah so like but it's really like in depth like, <laughs> i read that whole thing, thing about I was just like, edging I was like that. but it, you need like hours and hours and it needs to be like this really long process but it made me think of the thing from friends where she's like seven 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 yeah um, i love that but yeah might try that we'll um, see one of the things that i um not necessarily going to do differently. I mean, I already have technically done differently. Um, but it's not sex related. Because um, one of the great things that I kind of got out of this book was um, like some of the life advice that you can apply yeah, to non-sexual to parts of your life. Because there's a mm. huge part about stress mm, and yeah. like how to relieve stress and how to how to deal with stress, which is the feeling you have. And then how is that how that is different from dealing with the stressor, the stressor, mm. which is the thing that is giving you the stress. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Um, one of the things that like really helped me was the fact that it was talking about how um, the way that your body is or the way that you experience sexual desire or the sensitivity of your brakes and your accelerator, just because they aren't what you want them to be doesn't mean that they're like not normal. And so mm. um, uh, in the book, it kind of says that it's your resistance to like, the body and what you have that causes like the pain and the struggle mm. more than actually like the body that you do have does yeah so if you like, work with it instead if, of against it exactly so like work with it accept it and there are loads of possibilities for you to have like a really fulfilling and exciting and or the just the sex life that you want and the sex life that um makes you happy um so yeah exactly don't resist it, like, go with it. And, like, recently, I've been, like, in a really, like, motivational slump, like, not very busy and, like, punishing myself because I'm not busy and then, like, feeling shit about myself because I wasn't productive. Um, And then I was just kind of like, I'm punishing myself. I'm, like, resisting what's going on. And so I kind of, like, stopped doing that. And I know it's, like, weirdly easier said than done, but I kind of was just like, meh okay this is just what's happening at this time in my life for me that's fine Mm. and so like my situation hasn't changed at all like I'm still not busy I'm still like not being massively productive I'm still like not really motivated um but I'm just like okay with that now and I feel so much better like yeah because you just accept it yeah yeah and I'm just like because I think the thing about letting a a stress cycle complete yes that was really so just trying to halt things before they're finished and it's like okay maybe i just need to stress out about this thing for a couple of hours Mm -hmm. okay now i'm so bored of thinking about it that i'm not stressed about it anymore i did it yesterday really saw my ex freaked out and texted lan for ages had a cry wrote a song saw jack felt better there you go woke up in the morning and was like Wow, this you evaporated. Like, and then you I was like, I did a stress but you cycle. you just let yourself, rather than like being like, okay, I've got to block it out. I've got to blind myself. I've got to like do some, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like that. It, it yeah. affirms my uh, thoughts on like mm. just allowing yourself to feel things. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there was some other advice in this that I thought was quite interesting. was the no orgasm rule. So like this yeah. girl Don't was really stressed elephant. about trying to get to the, yeah, ex- I do. Exactly. Don't <laughs> orgasm. Oh, now I'm orgasming. <laughs> oh, so if you think don't orgasm, I did briefly read this and I remember the pink elephant. Yeah, or at least, so basically they were like, we're going to have a sexual relationship, we're going to, everything's going to change in our relationship, but 
um, the, the 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 girl who was like worried about coming or like like orgasming is just not allowed to orgasm. So the mm. last the other thing else not allowed to orgasm. Um, which so it took all the pressure out of their their section counters. Yeah, and it took all the pressure off her. And then when they did do it, it felt naughty. <laughs> I love it. Which I thought was quite sweet. Um, Amazing. Yeah. One of the things that this book did give me, especially in like the the weird, creepy, like fictional bits, was that um, <laughs> was that um, like even if you're having like a really bad time in your sex life with your partner, like that doesn't mean it's like the end of the relationship. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, there are so many ways that you can like discover new things about yourself and like communicate and like. Mm. try new things together and work your way through it like it's not the end and as someone who like puts sex like quite high up in my priorities in terms of like a connection to somebody Mm. else I'm like okay no this is good because even if my sex life goes sour it is not the end yeah yeah definitely yeah that's quite reassuring oh yeah she says but this brings me to an important point about genitals they get wet sometimes and they have a fragrance a scent a rich and earthy (laughs) earthy banquet rodolent of Grass and amber with a hint of wood, of musky wood. Mm. Well, I don't Who remember. has ever smelled a genital that smells like that? Please raise your hand. I I not me. I honestly think genitals smell gross. <laughs> I'm really sorry. You know, right, every person who has a vagina has probably had someone be like, oh, you smell amazing to them. Mm. I'm always like... Vaginas Really? <laughs> like, I just don't think they smell nice. They smell like various kinds of fish, depending on how recently you've washed them. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. Hopefully every day. Yeah. Most, even, I mean, or like, not every apparently day. Apparently they taste more irony when you're, like, the week before your period. Oh, weird. I know. But they definitely really taste irony on periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that kind of delicious. three or four days before your period is due. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Like Popeye. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, basically, oh, I think boys are lying and I think it's a conspiracy. Or people that go down on girls think they're lying. No, no, no. This is definitely a podcast remember. my parents can never listen to. <laughs> we I, need to say. believe people what they say. Like in one of the stories and with the non-concordance thing. Oh, yeah. It was just like, how am I supposed to know you're turned on if you're not wet? She's like, because I'm telling you that I am. Believe me. Mm. So if someone is telling you that you smell and taste great, fucking believe them. <laughs> okay. Different... Flavours for different folks. There you go. It's sort of weird me out. Like, sometimes if I'm, like, a bit drunk, I start thinking about how the fact that we all could be seeing different colours but using the same word for it. Oh, no, mm. And that. the same with Completely. smells. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. That, that I never understood. Fucks the, me up, but I love it. The fact that I eat coriander and taste something different, probably, to most people mm. who eat coriander. That's... Because I... Weird, apparently, that's an actual thing. It is. Give it a Google. It's like the, the blue dress situation, but for the whole world. Yeah. Anyway... We've got off topic. I was just going because I've like cornered a lot of corners, cornered whatever. I don't know what you call it in the book world. Dogged? No. <laughs> what is it called when you so fold sex, corners? Uh, folded. Do- Dogged is one of them. Thank uh, you. It's like dogs' ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm just gonna like go through it. One of these things um, that was kind of cool. You know how we like to be like, oh, there's no difference between men and women. And yet we can still see a lot of the differences, but mm. as feminists, we're like, no, but we don't want Gender to. Gender isn't a thing. Yeah, mm. like, oh, But help. sex is a thing. Gender isn't a thing. Um, but one of the things that, like, really helped me be like, oh, great, this is how I can understand this now. This makes sense. Is that um, we can see obvious group differences when we look at populations, male and female bodies. There's at least as much variation within those groups as there is between the groups. Yeah, yeah. and she uses height as an example. Yeah, so height is an example where it's like the average um, man is taller than the average woman, but actually the variation is like it's is is bigger yeah. within the groups than it is between them. And yeah. I was like, oh, so that I was like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Isn't she like the average man is five foot ten and the average woman is five foot four? So but you can get women that are different. five foot eleven, and you can get men that are five foot five. Yeah, you yeah. know, like it really does vary within that. Um, so that was that was mm-hmm. like a oh light bulb, or like satisfying moment. Where I was like, okay, this is helping me understand. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I've got a bit where I've written hashtag parenting. <laughs> oh, there was a bit where she was talking about how to give too. like how to give uh, the talk. <clears throat> and oh, I'm just yeah. I'm just terrified of that. Okay, this is a bit that I've like underlined. I'm written. not going to give what anybody the, the talk. I'm just going to link them to Hannah's channel. Never take your channel oh, down, God, Hannah. No. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm. 
What, that, what do you think your kids are going to think about your channel? I, they're going to be so embarrassed. I can tell. They'll be like, there'll be other kids on the playground being like, oh, your mum's that one that used to make sex videos. Your and voice went so Manchester. You just go well Manchester sometimes, <laughs> yeah. don't you? I love it. Um, so this is in the bit about broken stress cycles. So if your body is stressed about something, but you don't allow it to complete the cycle, that's where trauma can like latch on. Mm. Um, and this fucked me up and I don't know how much I believe it as well I'm like really um which is like our culture is so uncomfortable with feels capital f that we may even sedate people who've just been in a car accident preventing their bodies from moving through this natural process this well-intentioned medical intervention has the unwanted consequence of trapping survivors of traumatic injury in freeze as in like Mm. uh as a stress response you've got flight uh fight and freeze which, I'm a freezer. Okay. Mm. Which is how PTSD gets a hold, a foothold in a survivor's brain. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? She does actually have a footnote for this, so we could check out her... Jesus. Um, how, but like, she was... So she said before that, the preamble to that bit was that the average person who's had severe body trauma will have a fit and then will start twitching randomly or something. That was like, your actual bodily response is really odd. And people got freaked out by it, so they started sedating people or something, thinking it wasn't necessary. Oh, okay. But no, like, actually, it's part it's of the stress actually, cycle. that was like yeah. your body yeah, working through cycle. the stress cycle. Maybe. Yeah, I know, right? You're like, hold on a second, what? They're dropping us for everything, aren't they? Basically, I feel like these last two years of reading Bang Book Club books is like they're drugging us, they're drugging us, they're drugging us. <laughs> like they're yeah. drugging us so that we're fertile and then infertile. They're drugging us so we we marry the wrong people. That. Don't drug- even. We can really name this podcast. They're drugging us. <laughs> How freaked out I am by the idea that when I'm off and on my pill, I could date different people or be attracted to different Mate, people, I know. and other different people could be attracted to me. If I come off my pill and my boyfriend's just like, "Well, that was a fun ride." Yeah. What will I do? Oh, anyway, right. Get back on it, mate. There's a bit where stay she- in the matrix. <laughs> oh, no. I am staying in the matrix. <laughs> Safe here. Um, there's a bit where she talks about like why some women are orgasmic from vaginal penetration and some women aren't and different hypotheses as to why Mm -hmm. that is um and then she just says um my guess is that both of these hypotheses have merit but you can imagine how challenging it is to get funding to do research on women's orgasm so it may be a while before we know for sure and i just wrote in the margin we'll never know sad face (laughs) isn't it to do with where your clitoris is in relation to your vagina that's one of the hypotheses all right yeah is about the um the, that distance. But then, I, then surely you wouldn't be having a vaginal orgasm. You'd be having a, clitor- a clitoral orgasm. Because um, you can have that. That oh no, she tells us not to refer to them as that, doesn't she? I can't remember. She says, just refer to it as orgasm because it's all the bits. Yeah, that's true. She's like, why are yeah. we calling They're this a nipple though. orgasm? Why are we calling this a yeah. something but orgasm? Because she's like, orgasm happens in your brain. It doesn't mm. happen. But you, there's a clitoral orgasm is a really distinct feeling, mm. and a vaginal orgasm is a really distinct feeling. Wouldn't know. Yeah. Only had one. As you know, I have. I will talk to you one. both more about this off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some things that are still so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, this has been the most some... in-depth discussion of my sex life. Ooh. I know you probably should. I'm I've proud of you. Like, yeah. Um, but... I think that something this this book has given me permission to do is like go away and actually think of some more sexy context. Because when I was the yeah. worksheet scared me because they were like, think of a sexy context. And yeah, I was, I was like, like, I can't. Bed. Think of yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when people are like, where have you had sex? That's like you know. When people, when you're first, like, kind of flirting with someone, this isn't, like, further down the line, not just, like, your first thing you talk about, but, like, where's the most risky place you've had sex? Mm. I'm like, I like having sex in my bed. (laughs) I was going to say, well, I feel like from this book, we need to give the listeners homework. Do you know what I mean? Find out your SIS and your SCS racing. We'll tweet out the thing. I feel like that's a good start. Do the quiz. And I also need to go away and think of some more sexy... Context. Context. I think it's what about think once you figure out how sensitive your accelerator and your brakes are, figure out what are the things that hit your accelerator and trying to and try and create more of mm. those contacts, and what are the things that hit your brakes 
and try and create less of those contacts. Yeah. But what Easier do I do said if than the done. thing that hits my accelerator is the thought that I might lose them? <laughs> like, because that's definitely the end of Oh, wow, I think we need another oh, book for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it is. Like, when I'm like, ah, it feels fragile. I mean, but we're all fragile. Hey, no, Lucy, was, we could all die in a moment. Yeah, but that was that an unhealthy was, thing, isn't it? Yeah, it was in the, in the book as an unhealthy thing. I'm really I mean, happy with my accelerator. We're all probably going to be underwater in, like, ten years. So, like, we could all, you know... Sounds great. Wait, I completely. The water it. levels are rising. London's going to be underwater. There you go. We're going to let. That, that's hot. <laughs> we're going to lose each other. Oh, okay. Oh, now. okay. Got it. Um, Why did that take me so long? I was like, I in my brain, I was thinking year three thousand. I guess like, I what's think about happening. <laughs> um, I took a trip to the year three thousand. This podcast had to go multi platinum. Everybody oh, bought a seven erotica novel. <laughs> it had outsold. So we and again, to... <laughs> that rhymes, oh doesn't God. it? Right, ladies, would we have sex with this book? Most definitely, yes. Yes. Yeah, I think I would. In a sexy context. This I... might be the sexiest book we've read in terms of I definitely would have sex I'd with this I'd throw a sexy treasure yeah. hunt for this book. Assuming it didn't talk throughout the sex, tell me more things that it's already told me. And like... then give me a survey to feed yeah. back on <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I want the survey afterwards. I was like, I will have sex with this book and then I want us to analyse it afterwards. Oh, <laughs> See, I'll have sex with this book so long as we've been, yeah, as long as the dates aren't continuing and I'm hearing the same things again. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, and also, don't mention Sleepy Hedgehogs. Yeah. And then I will have sex I with think, book. yes, this book is repetitive. Maybe not an enjoyable read, but because it's repetitive, yeah. like, Emily is like a very good teacher and I think like we can all be like oh that's actually like stuck in my brain and I can mm. tell people about this now when I think it's this really podcast talking about the book now has made me realize how valuable I found it mm-hmm. so even though I didn't enjoy the process of reading it I found it really valuable and, like yeah. all the information I've I think it's absorbed. given us more language and like how we talk about yeah it. yeah, yeah. Oh and I gosh, know yeah. for me like I've like shared bits of this book with my partner mm. and I think that's just like yeah, really yeah. helped and stuff yeah definitely um Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a rating and a review or whatever you fancy doing. Yeah, tell us you like us. Or if you don't, you're allowed to say you don't. Yeah. I don't think we can delete them, so... Yeah, I don't Enjoy know. that. The one yeah. unmoderated comment section. Go oh. crazy. Oh, God. Um, we also have a Twitter account. You can follow us at Banging Book Club. Mm-hmm. And we have a special announcement if you made it to the end. Hey. We are doing a very exciting special Christmas meetup event party. Cocktail making I'd say cocktail making party. We're doing a cocktail making party. Um, in London. In a bookshop. In a bookshop. Um, it is on Thursday, the 14th of December. The bookshop is called Travelling Through. It's right by Waterloo Station. Yeah, really close to Waterloo Station. It will be in the evening. And if you head over to our Twitter, there will be um, a link with all of the details of where you can buy tickets. Your ticket includes entry to the event, um, a free copy of the first book off our 2018 reading list Ooh. and a free cocktail Yeah, that we make that's going to be pun related it's dream. to It's the dream. Books. Also, non-alcoholic cocktails coming from my table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah so It'll if anyone's be... like, no, I want to be drunk and reading. And I will be on the strongest cocktail table <laughs> tipping you extra shots. Yeah. Great. So there's... We're an inclusive bunch. Yeah. It's going to be like an intimate affair. Um, we're not going to be recording a podcast. It will literally just be like a Christmas party, like an end of season party, cocktails, mm. chatting. Uh, I'm so books. excited. It's going to be good. It's going to be really nice to hang out with everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we hope that we see you there. Yeah, come um, along. Check out the Banging Book Club page. Obviously, in the Twitter. meantime, we'll hear you, see you, talk to you through podcast. Yeah. But just FYI, yeah, that's what's happening. Guys, October, shit, <laughs> just hit shit me. the bed. It's October, it's almost bed. November, mate. I know. Wait, where is twenty twenty? What were we in twenty fifteen? Twenty seventeen gone? Don't know. It was not a sexy context for me. Oh, twenty seventeen. No, twenty seventeen was. wasn't a sexy context. Mm. Unless you like your sexy context with blonde toupees and yeah, that's true. Lots of violence and conflict. Okay, we need to go because yeah, I need to talk sorry. about whether Melania oh is a plant and I need to talk to you about that. Okay, anyway. Bye! <laughs> Bye! Is Melania. Have you seen all this? Hey. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.